everybody, and welcome to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And you know how I know it's time for the show, Steph? <laughs> Let me guess. Because my phone just rang, and That's who was right. it? It was your kid. Like, we haven't been doing this like, for... she's... I don't know if she's called in, like, the opening, like, you know, That's credits. a new one. That's Usually new it's one. during the show. Just for those of you that are longtime listeners... So our kids will call, listening. our family will call. It's like, hello, people. 15 Every years. Saturday, <laughs> we've been doing this. And they're just like, oh, yeah. Years. I guess that means, though, that we should think that people should think about us and our schedules. But come on. I know. All right. It's family, though. I would never I would never complain about friends doing it, but family. I know. Like, That's you know, thing. you no. lived with me. This is what I did on yeah. Saturdays, which is why I could never go to lunch with you and your dad until <laughs> we moved our show. Because remember, we were 11 to 1 yeah. for a oh, while. God, that's so funny. Isn't that yeah. we had one hour? Remember that for the first couple of years? One hour. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. How is that even possible? Gosh, we have really been around the block on this show. And for those of you still listening, thank you. For those of you that are new to listening, thank you. Yeah. It's funny because you forget, like, I did a post. I had my 11-year cancer anniversary yes. yesterday. Yay. <clears throat> Woo. Thank you. And I did a post about it. And, like, I was thinking all about that time about being sick and coming in and doing the show on Saturdays and just... Like thinking about how 11 years ago that didn't really seem like a reality, but it was and just time. You were gone for three months off the show. I think it was six weeks. Oh, wasn't it? It felt like three months. <laughs> it felt like three months weeks. of me trying to fill in with people. You know how I know? Because it was the same amount as maternity. Oh, but I took the same amount of time as I did for maternity leave, which also seemed weird, like healing from your breast re- breast removal yeah. or healing from your childbirth. Right. Same, same. <laughs> God, it was only six weeks. It I was. feel like it was like, <laughs> you know why you feel like that though? Because in the beginning, remember, I would work. They yeah, wouldn't you- let me record remotely, which seems really funny now. But so I would, you would work the whole summer, and you would fill in for me, or we would record on Thursdays. No, we would record on the first. The, this is the etymology of the weekly dish. <laughs> we would the first couple of the first couple of years we did we recorded Saturdays yep. like ahead of time during the summer. But then yeah, and then there was that one time where you were like, No, I'm going to my cabin after you sold the company or no, it was I don't know. Anyway. They, and they wouldn't let me Yeah, so then I filled in so then Elizabeth Reese filled in most of the summer. Yeah. She was my I was summer like, girl. Yeah, I'm not I yeah. can't work in the summer. And then and now, now we're I'm here. <laughs> officially sort of retired and doing the reverse commute. So right. Right. I will t- tell you, uh the I saw the first I don't even know what you call this in cookbook speak. The first your round galley. of changes. Oh, your edits. Like I got the first round. You got your first edits. There weren't that many. Good. Well, so it's I recipes. Like, okay. I mean, like, what are they going to change? Really? Uh, there were a few, like, I didn't have the what to cook it at. Oh, the no yeah. temperature. Okay. Those things. Thank God. Thank God for editors. And I've already had two people like Stephanie Bloomquist yeah. looked at the whole like, so it's just funny that. And Kurt was like, oh, yeah. He's like, you will be finding things even when it's printed. And yeah. you'll be like, darn it. Like, how did that get by? I know. How did that? How did we not have the time to cook something? And then one thing I just completely, somehow a paragraph had got omitted of what you're supposed to do. So, Oh, yeah. sure. I mean, that happens too, right? Yeah. Because you've looked at it a long time. Yeah. And just maybe it got, like, when I actually had the, I kept the recipe file separate. So I was like, oh, here's how you do everything. But, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, you had an event. 
I did have an event. I had an amazing event. I can't tell you how great that event was. I can uh, oh, I can imagine because I think Julie Burton is pretty great. Wow. And Shay Sandiford and the K catering. I mean, yep. we, you Chef guys. Flo. Yeah, we had, uh, uh, no, Chef K and Mariam. Isn't it Chef, isn't her name Chef, no? Nope, Chef okay. K. Yeah. Okay. But nonetheless, they, you guys, this, and I know because a couple dishes were there. And they said they came because we had the ladies on the radio. And yeah. I love that. The stories behind the menu dinner that we did at Modern Well this last week was kind of revelatory. It was just so different in the way that, you know, we all have events and we all do dinners and they're great. And I love all of, you know, I love doing dinners and things like that. This had such a different purpose. And it was so it was so unique because we, what we did was stories behind the menu is supposed to be sort of like a book club. Right. So the source material was high on the hog, net, which is on Netflix. And. Literally everybody watched it. Like that was first off. <laughs> Not like my bookless book club where we don't read anything. <laughs> um, but everybody had either read the book or had the book or watched. And most of them watched the series because, of course, we did launch this sort of on the fly. But anyway, it's a great series and you should check it out. Really talking about the African-American foodways and like how they have influenced, you know, the way that we eat and the, our whole country and the things that we don't know about like like, why are oysters so great? You know, or like people love oysters. They used to be thought of as trash until a black man opened a great restaurant, you know, and created this entire thing. So there's a lot of great things in there. But nonetheless, we did the stories behind the menu in which we then decided to have everybody come in. They bought a ticket. They came in to uh, have dinner, which was, of course, cooked by someone with the same cultural uh, background as the source material. So we had case catering. Um, here's what's great. We basically didn't tell anybody that they were going to be sitting. They weren't going to be sitting together. Like people mm -hmm. came with their dates or they came with their friends and we put them all at different tables so that we would have real discussions instead of someone sitting next to their, you know, their friend and going like, how's work? Right. How's your kids? You know, it was actual conversations. And so we had a lot of people who came as solos. We had people who came on dates. We had people who came. There's like one table that was really funny. It was made up of all people that were brought by other people, you know, just randomly. And it was just a great time. And everybody chatted and everybody, you know, we had great food. It was it was great. So we're doing another one. Yeah. So the next one. So this one was about, obviously, we had great stories from the chefs about how, you know, being a, a black woman in America affects them and how their journey was like. And then so next time, I think we're going to do it in April, we'll be um, we're going to kind of dig into the Jewish cuisine and what it means to be Jewish and how that the food of the Jewish community is informed the way we eat and how it's into our culture. Which so. is, if you, some of my favorite cookbooks that I have are my Jewish cookbooks. Yeah. There's just so much. I mean, it goes back to biblical times, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just really rich in its heritage, in its history, in its familial presentation yeah. that feels real good to me. Yes. And I think that this is the thing is we're trying to do, you know, we want to, we want conversation and we're not scared of conversation. You know what I mean? We had a lot of talk about what it was like to be black and white in America and what those things meant to everybody. And so I think with this next one, it is going to also be, you know, we talked about, we don't have the source material set, you know, they haven't picked it yet, but, you know, talking about the book that's being banned mouse, you know, in, which is a Jewish uh, a story of the Holocaust lately told by Art Spiegelman. It's a mm -hmm. wonderful book. Um, and that's, you know, maybe part of the discussion. So, which is really interesting because that book is in many uh, places in the school system, particularly in the South, trying to be banned. That's currently. what I just said. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed yeah. that part. 
<laughs> That's why we picked it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay if you zone out. It's fine. But it is a great book. Yeah. So, and then having that tied into, so it's not just like, we're not just looking at cookbooks. We're talking about, we're talking about real stuff. And I have to say, it was, I have not seen as engaged a group of people, 65 people. Like, everybody was engaged. I was, I was blown away. I just, I love, I think we're really kind of coming into where we're going to start seeing dining events again. We did our whiskey dinner. Yes. How did that go? Uh, It was for Keeper's Heart Whiskey for Makers of Minnesota, and it was sold out. And when I got there at six o'clock and it was six to six thirty was the cocktail hour. I, it it was full at six o'clock. Wow. So like people were there, "Um, they were ready. I was like, oh my gosh, like normally on the other ones I've done, it's like 6.15, people are kind of trickling in. Nope, people were there, they were ready to go, they were ready to sample, they were ready to eat. Oh, good. So yeah, Yeah, it was super good. All right, something else kind of eventful happened in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, and we will talk about that when we come back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish, presented by our friends, the Whiskey Makers at Makers Mark, Knob Creek, also Hornitos Tequila. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. Good to be back. Good to be on the show. Yes. So last Saturday, we were at Ellen's at Max's, Max's. which is so great. So much delicious chocolate. (laughs) Um, I got so many texts, too, about those bourbon caramel balls that you ate, that you loved. Andre's, I think, was the maker of them. So we had a great broadcast and then I quickly zipped out and went to Wisconsin with my sister because my dad uh, had gotten sick and I got to Wisconsin at about five o'clock, went in and saw my dad and he was uh, not awake. And the next day they told us that there was not much, anything more they could do for him. And at that night, Sunday, 1137 p.m., 47 p.m., my dad died of pneumonia. Pneumonia. And it was not COVID. He did have COPD. Um, so he never did wake up from the time that I got there Saturday. And I literally, I mean, you know, like yeah. I was like, yeah, he's not doing so great. So yeah. we're going to go visit because I'm traveling next week. Right. You weren't you weren't <clears throat> in any sort of a state that was indicative of this is the end. No, not at all. It was more like, and I hate to be so callous, but it was more like, oh, I got to go visit my dad because I got to like squeeze it in between these other things. It's not callous. It's just, you know, it's just life. It's just life. And my sister's got kids and a husband and everybody's busy the all the time. Right. Perfect. Yeah, all the right emotions at the right time. Exactly. And you're always like, there's never a good time for someone to die. No, because you're always busy in your lives. Right. So it ended up to all of a sudden be this death watch. And then he did die. And my brother flew in from Charleston and was there in time. My other brother lives in Wisconsin. My sister lives in Minneapolis, made it. And me and my other sister. So we're all there. We're around the bedside. And then the whole next day. We were having to do the funeral arrangements. We're preparing a slideshow, you know, kind of getting all those particulars together. And then we all had to go home because none of us anticipated this outcome. And we wait two weeks before the actual service. So the nice thing about death, if there is a nice thing, and there is, is you get to recommit to your family, your loved ones. You get to spend time talking about your childhood, sure. the people that meant something to yeah. you. You look at the pictures. I did find an amazing app because it's hard to find apps to scan old photos. Oh, I, no, I have one. I was going to tell it to you. Yeah. Which ones you use? I used the Google photo app and it oh. was amazing. And it makes the photos look just like you're holding in your hand. So we were scanning all these old photos and just kind of it, it got me to thinking about 
like your family recipes, right? Because my dad was always the griller. And I was thinking about like, oh, what would be the things? And and my family had kind of a weird system or situation. Not weird, but so when I was 12, my mom and dad were separated. Right. Then I had a sister that was killed in a car crash. Mm-hmm. And my parents got back together for right. two more years. Right. Then they separated again. And then they finally got divorced when I was 15. And then my stepdad moved in when I was almost 16. So very quickly. (laughs) So then my dad got remarried Mm -hmm. and had another family. Right. So I have two half brothers. I have a stepsister. Our family was very, during my high school years, confusing blendy lots of blendy and then my dad ended up marrying a woman who's the same age as my husband now so my stepmom is the same age as kurt my husband got it got it so my brothers are young i have a brother that's 28 i have a brother that's 31 and my stepmom is 64 so yeah your brothers are the same age as my kids (laughs) yes and also like my niece is 28 my daughter is 24 yeah so they're kind of more contemporary. Yeah, it's all a big American jumble. Very much so. Very much. So during this whole traumatic day and a half, my brothers both tell me that they're pregnant. Oh. <laughs> so, and my one brother had a baby two years ago during COVID yeah. and got married on Zoom and has like had the whole COVID sure. interruption thing. So I was like, oh, well, while it's really sad that my dad died, like this is the circle of life, right? Yeah. Now we have two more babies coming into the family. Yeah. And like, I'm almost like a grandma person to these people. Yeah, you are. So it's all kind of a weird soup, but we're also oddly close. Yeah. Because like when my brother was born, my first, my half brother, I lived at the house with my dad and his wife because I was kind of between college situations. Yeah. And then Kurt and I met. And so like Kurt has been in his life since he was born. Yeah. So he thinks of him kind of as like, uh... I don't know, like, like a nephew or like, or you know, like, like a, a brother, like, yeah. yeah. And like, he kind of sees Kurt as like, kind of more of like a dad, grandpa person type. Yeah. Oh, weird. It is totally weird. Yeah. So anyway, we started thinking about just family and there was a period of time where my dad raised us. We were, my mom had left the house. Mm-hmm. So my dad didn't know how to cook. He was like, he was the griller. Yeah. So we were thinking about like what dad cooked and what dad grilled. And so my dad would make these burgers and I do remember this and I always wanted him to make them and he would make these burgers and then he would finish them with old open pit barbecue sauce. And like in the day to like put barbecue sauce on a burger as a finishing agent was kind of like fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about remember like dad and it had to be open pit. Yeah. And I don't even know if they make open pit anymore. I don't either. Because it's been so long since I've actually had one of my dad's burgers with open pit, which I will sorely miss. Yeah. Um, and then we were talking about when my sister and I lived with my dad and he, he could cook nothing. So <laughs> he would make, uh, he called them uh, dad McMuffins. Oh, And excellent. it would be English muffins with a slice of American cheese with a slice of Jones Canadian bacon. Yeah. And then he would make like an egg in the frying pan and put this all together and make like an egg sandwich. Yeah. And then he would make the Orita hash brown squares and he'd fry them in oil. Amazing. So this was like, this is amazing. Dad McMuffins. Yeah. And we would put the hash brown square on the McMuffin too. Yeah. 
the best thing ever. Like wow. what I would give for wow. one of my dad McMuffins right now. But we made fun of him because we ate those like three nights a week. I was going to say, was that dinner? Yeah. Oh, that was dinner. Pretty much three nights a week because yeah. he couldn't cook. No. So he knew breakfast. Like this This made sense. I can yep. do this. Yeah. And so it wasn't long. He had a few women that he dated that would try to cook for us. and But it wasn't long before his wife, Kathy, who is now my stepmom, yeah. came on the scene. And we knew she was on the scene when at Thanksgiving, there was like this whole spread. And we were like, um, dad, yeah, you did not make this dressing. No. You did not make these mashed potatoes. And he was like, well, my friend Kathy helped me. Yeah, right. So basically our stepmom had prepared everything and brought it over for our Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. By Christmas, we met her. Yeah. Oh, you, she, you didn't even meet no. her. Like this he was just, like, like a covert giant meal. Thanksgiving home cooked meal had showed up. Wow. And it was all on the table. It was all on the table. Over, and he was like, happy Thanksgiving. Happy. <laughs> Check out this bread. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So I was thinking just about like dads and yeah, like my dad would, he would do the, uh, he'd do the t- uh, turkey on the grill. Like yeah. grilling was kind of his big thing. Yeah. You sort of have that because I remember when I would always talk about grilling, it would always be like you had like Kurt does your grilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your sort of idea of the dad and the man being the griller. That's where that comes from. Yeah. And I have no <laughs> like I use the grill like an oven. Yeah. So I've used the grill to fry chicken in a cast iron skillet. Sure. I've used the grill to cook, but I don't use it to grill. Yeah. That's Which funny. is also weird. That's where it comes from. I because you, I remember, I would always be like, I don't understand why you don't think I should be doing the grilling, or like, or like you or don't identify with it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, you can do that. Yourself. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's a very. <laughs> but it is. There's those things that you know. It's funny that last night was my mom's birthday, and we were talking about you know we were laughing about things like that too, like just memories of how old you were, what you ate, all the things. Yeah, beautiful. So uh, love my dad. I'm sorry he's gone, and. Uh, yeah, when we come back, yeah. we'll talk about salad. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I Maybe this is just me. Stephanie and I were talking about um, this idea. So January, like, okay, I had COVID, <laughs> like, right at Christmas time through, like, the first week of January. Yep. And then I went skiing, and and it just feels like, it feels like the normal, like, New Year's reset that I have, like, with, like, eating better, and, yep. like, it just hasn't come. Right. It's just been one thing after another. So I think I'm like five pounds up where I was like in the fall. So, you know, that's not nothing. That's time to like get yourself in order. So I've been thinking about I'm I'm going to thinking about how I'm going to do this moving forward. Right. 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 It's like and I have been exercising a lot. You have been. But you don't lose weight when you exercise. Tip. It's great for you. Depending you on your body. You know what I mean? Body. Some people do, some people don't. It depends on where you are in your life. It depends on so many things. Yeah. So I've been thinking about like how I'm going to eat differently so that I can drop some weight and how I can drink less, frankly, because that's been a lot of it too. <laughs> so I was recently. Can little- I have a quick question though? Yeah. Do you ever look into like the hormonal menopausal situation? I know you because of the. Because of your Cancer, body, uh-huh. you've gone through. You already went through the menopause and everything. Like, yeah. But like, I'm just wondering: Have you ever researched that stuff? I've, you know, I have friends who are like kind of thinking about looking into that. The idea that you have to there's a specific formula for your hormone situation. I have never. Well, that's at not it. a bad thought, and is important for lots of people. I do wonder this because I was on a drug that I was on for 10 years yeah. that I'm finally off. Thank God. Which I do think is giving me a little bit of estrogen feeling. 
And that's kind of nerve wracking. Actually, I go to the doctor when I in August and I'm going to have them test my levels because I don't want estrogen. No, but I'm feeling a little more emotive. (laughs) I'm feeling a little more bloaty. Like there are things that are are like, oh, yeah, this is I remember this weird feeling. But yes. So for a lot of people, that is part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I've never researched it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's like snake oil or if it's you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, menopause Here's what happens, friends. You get older, your body doesn't <laughs> use calories down. as efficiently, yeah. and you slow down. Everything slows Your down. face falls, and yeah. you slow down. Everything slows down. Everything falls down, mm-hmm. including your guts and yep. your all the stuff. Yeah. So you're falling down, and the only way... You can't prevent the falling down. No. But, like, you don't need as many calories when your body is in a slower part of life. Just And, and even if you were a really healthy eater yeah. for most of your life... And then you still eat that same healthy way. At the end of the day, calories are calories. So if you are a super healthy eater that eats a three squares a day, by the time you get into your 50s, that amount of calorie consumption is not going to be good for you. It's too much. And that's hard for people because even healthy eaters are like, I still eat healthy, right? I eat the same as I've always eaten. I'm a healthy eater. But so where they really have done a lot of research, and I'm not a doctor, but where <laughs> people have is that the fasting, the intermittent fasting, the 16-8, those types of calorie restriction pieces do work well for middle-aged people because what ends up happening at the end of the day is it's overall calories that are less. Yeah. Period. Now, whether that works for you. It's also, yeah, I know. And I don't, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm. There's so many things that like come at you in terms of like what yeah. kind of calories and you know all this kind of you know like what it's not just calories it's the kind of calories yeah and calories that's exactly correct right. you but, know a sugar calorie is very different than a healthy fat calorie right and again we're not dishing up nutrition here no but, we're not just to be clear but but I just so was to wondering answer if your question yeah stuff. I think there is something to be said about that but I just had dinner with a friend last night. So this is, and she's the most clean eater I know. Oh yeah. Like literally she does not drink. She does not eat sugar. She is the most clean eater I know. And she's like, I have gained 12 pounds. (laughs) And I'm like, I know friend, I'm sorry. It's just age. And it's just, if she's still eating like she did in her forties and now she's 53, you gain a pound a year and you're doing nothing different. Right. It's all that has to be different is your body's thermal burning is less. Yeah. The so, oven. That's the said, furnace. There is a, a topic that's trending that I thought about. I was like, oh, this is trending. That's interesting. The salad a day challenge. Oh, yeah. And eating well started this. And I thought it was interesting. The post I found was February 10th. So I like to start things on like February 1st, yes. January 1st. Yeah. But I loved what they said about. If you just think about adding like a salad a day into your life, whether it's a side salad or whether it's a meal replacement salad, you are getting so much benefit from it. Just the vegetables alone, the the vitamins, it tends to be lower in calories. You want to watch the dressing side, but anything else you put on a salad like is usually going to be something that's going to be pretty good for you. So they have this bingo it's a bingo card basically for your salad a day challenge and it is 30 days and each day it gives you little tips about salad making. Yeah. So tip uh, the first day is make your salads ahead, add plant-based protein, add crunch with nuts, utilize leftovers because leftovers are great for salads so much. Skip lettuce. 
So thinking about like cabbages can be salad, beets can be salad, carrots can be salad, um, using root vegetables, mm-hmm. making homemade vinaigrettes, amping up the flavor with herbs. Have yep. you ever, um, I think we talked about this in the summertime, celery leaves are very delicious in salads, but people just usually like throw them out like they're waste. Yeah. So really rethinking what is salad Yeah. is salad, celery leaves and some shaved fennel and oranges and olives. Cause with olive oil, that's a really delicious salad. But also if you would just use the herbs and have like watercress and a little light vinaigrette, I mean, that could be salad too. Yeah. Um, topping salads with seafood using grains. One of my favorite salads that I've had recently was the salad bowl at the Toma Moho Grill. Yeah. I had their grain bowl. So good. Because it's like it was pumpkin seeds and it was millet and it was quinoa. Yeah. It was this weird mixture of lots of different grains. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I'm just obsessed with farro. Obsessed with farro. Like the the way that the texture is on that, that it's kind of chewy really works for me and it just absorbs like lemon juice like nobody's business and I love a really acidy salad. Yeah. So adding some grains if you're eating grains. Uh thinking about cheese. Like so the salad girl has a salad mantra that she uses. Yeah. And it's greens, cheese, nuts, something sweet. So whether that's like putting honey or Craisins. she always craisins or and then um, making a, a homemade vinaigrette and having like a protein or a fat. So that's pretty great. Yeah, that's her salad mantra. And if you do those five things, you can make salad out of anything. A lot of people are adding protein with chickpeas, but consider maybe making your chickpeas um, toasted yep. so that you get crunch because crunch can be really important in a salad. Uh, just eating the greens. So Salad doesn't have to be like this cold salad bowl. Salad can be like stuff how you eat it, which is just arugula tossed with lemon juice thrown on everything with salt. Yeah, that's it. It's everything. It can be beet greens or collards, you know, sauteed in a pan and then finished with lemon juice, red pepper flakes, salt and pepper. Um, Um, Let me ask you this quickly. Do you ever consider, do you ever eat salad for breakfast? Yes. Okay. Because I do think that most people don't think about that. And I think it's a, yeah, I mean, like, to me, it's a very natural thing to, like, throw a bunch of greens together with, you know, for me, I'm always heating up, you know, maybe, like, some leftover protein and throwing it in. My favorite actual breakfast is greens, like spinach or arugula or chard or whatever I have in the fridge. Yeah. Sauteed in a pan with a little olive oil and red pepper flakes and then making an egg and putting it on top. Yeah. And having it in a bowl. Is that, yeah. Is that a, so then like, what is a salad then? Like, what are we saying? Right. What is a salad? Because when we go through all this, it just feels like it's a dish. And then like, but you know, like, yeah. if it's, a, if you're saying it doesn't even have to have greens and it's just grains and then it's a grain bowl. Is that a salad? Is it not a salad? I think it is a salad. Now, I don't know. I follow that Emily Nunn from the Department of Salads Substack. And yeah. she talks a lot about what is a salad. She just made this thing the other day that looked so good. That was um, crispy mushrooms. Oh. So she crisped up mushrooms in some olive oil in a pan and got them like kind of brown and toasty. And then used that, hit it with a little um, lemon juice. She had some kind of a, maybe it was a sesame seed. I don't even remember, but she had some kind of a crunchy thing on there. And then called that salad. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess maybe like sauteed mushroom salad. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. That's the thing is like, then it's just a side dish or 
I don't know. Like, what, what do you go? In your salad, just add a little pasta. And then it's pasta, pasta salad. salad. Or, and then warm it up. Isn't that just pasta? <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, for you, because you would put, like, arugula in, like, yes, noodles. Yes, I throw then... spinach into my beans and, and sausage. Like, yeah. That's my favorite thing is to have, like, a big old bean sauce when I'm cold. That's the thing, right? Sausages, beans, and then you just throw your spinach in and you just, like, you know, melt it in. Yep. Um, so I that's guess, not a salad to me. <laughs> well, and then like I, a lot of these salads, like in the winter time, I tend to think of a salad as roasted vegetables on greens. So like it's delicata squash sure. or it's beets or it's, but like, I mean, it could be anything. Could Why be anything. am I just relegating it to that? Yeah, I don't know. And turnips and free the salad, <laughs> free the salad and add herbs to everything. Seriously, like just if you can. In fact, I was like in my fridge the other day. I was looking for any herb. I literally realized I was out of every herb that I usually have, like a couple, you know, stashed here and there. And I had nothing, and I was just despondent. And I was like, "Oh, I have to go to the dried stuff in the cabinet, and it's just not as good." You can freeze them in the little ice cube tray. And that's what I realized I hadn't done. And I was like, "God, why didn't I do that this last summer?" Also, um, make sure that you put your herbs like if you buy parsley or cilantro. Give a fresh cut on the stems yep. and then put them in a glass of water. Yeah. Put a plastic baggie over it. Oh, and put I don't that in the fridge. That. Yeah. I stick them in the fridge just in a little glass. But. If you do the baggie, it keeps like the humidity in there, sure. but it all, your greens will last another, or your herbs will last another week, sometimes two. So I love there it. you go. There well, you go. The tips for you. Tips on salad. Salad a day. So watch for more salads Salads on my everywhere. Instagram feed while I get control <laughs> of the gut, you know. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. All right, we're at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, 651-641-1071. We would love it if you would call in and ask us questions. Oh, we do have a question already. Uh, well, it's Brian, of course. It's he Brian. always starts us off. So if you want to ask us a question about any restaurants, you want to ask about any events, you want to ask Stephanie about the chili cook-off last weekend because we need to talk about the winner. Uh, Brian, you had a fondue question. Let's hear it. A quote for Stephanie Anson first. Okay. Attributed to John Lennon. Life is what happens while you're making other plans. Yeah. So. Very true. I like it. That's really good, Brian. Yeah. I love that one. Okay. You got a fondue show? Talking about fondue. Here's a tip. I did this in high school. When my family had a fondue thing. Do not take your apple slice and put it into the boiling caramel and then put it directly into your mouth. No. Oh, God, no. What a good tip. <laughs> I learned that 45 years that ago matter. to this day. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a hot tip. I like that one. I love it. Take care. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Brian. Okay, I got to write this one down. Life is what happens when you're making other, other plans. plans. Um, we did have a, a uh, someone send in a, a tip about that you can get the Old Pit barbecue sauce anywhere. I just want to say thanks for sending that. It is at Target. They've seen it at Walmart. So if you want to make a burger, girl, you just go and get that. You know what's so funny? Like, I always have makers of minnesota stuff i know so i always have like barbecue sauce or spices that are local so i haven't bought barbecue sauce i maybe have bought famous dave's barbecue sauce up in ely yeah um and i want to say hello to Rhonda that listens every week that's up in ely her kids i met them at the grocery store up there her teenage kids were like 
mom. Like you could just see it on their faces. Yeah. They were so aghast. Yeah. And now she's like, and now they listen every week every and they're week. like, mom, there's your friend from the grocery store. There's the friend who, yeah. <laughs> the grocery yeah. Store 651-641-1071. And thank you to all the listeners and viewers and friends and foodies that have reached out to me. I have read every single comment. I sometimes have to take a break because it feels yeah. overwhelming, but so that so many of you care about what's happening in my personal life is really kind. Very sweet. Very sweet. Uh, okay, Kathleen has a question for Weekly Dish. Hi, Kathleen. How you doing? Very good. Thank you. I'm cleaning the mudroom, listening to you ladies. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> and I love the fact that your um, nutrition uh, show deals with um, what's happening to our bodies as well. Your discussion surrounding um, weight gain and midlife is spot on. I'm going through the same thing. It is so frustrating. And just thanks for including that in your in your nutrition discussion. Oh, good. Absolutely. And We're living it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a question, too, or was that just you were just giving us props? Oh, I think she's done. Oh. Oh, okay. that was so nice. She just wanted to say sweet. thanks. I love that. Yeah. No, that's where And we don't wade into the Listen. like dishing up nutrition <laughs> space very often because we don't we're moderates. Yeah, and well, and we're not scientists. We haven't really that's done right. like we haven't done that hard research. We're just journeying. We're trying to understand as we go. But I do think I wish there was a guide. I wish there was like the girlfriend's guide to, you know. It kind of is that show, if I'm being honest. What show? The Dishing Up Nutrition oh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 651-641-1071. For me, they have just like the best information. What gets hard is they're very, um, what's the word? I don't want to say rigid, but they're a lot more um, strict than I would be in my life. So it's probably for me somewhere in the middle. There is a book called Menopause Mondays, The Girlfriend's Guide to Surviving and Thriving During Perimenopause and Menopause. Well, there's that. I mean, I don't know. I did hear on this radio station uh, a sexual health tip the other day about some new thing that's non-estrogenic, that's some kind of a lubricant. And I was like, oh, wow, well, that's good for the menopausal ladies. Okay. So keep your ears open for that commercial if you listen. Um, all right. KJ has a question. Hello, KJ person. How are you? It's Kai. K-I. K-I. Oh, Kai. Hi, Kai. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing okay. I have a quick question for Steph March that has nothing to do with the weekly edition. I'm sorry to do it on the air, but I don't know how to get old yet. No worries. What do you got? My son, the career student. He's now looking at going to getting his master's in magazine journalism. And I wanted to know what schools he should look at. Huh? Huh? Um, A master's in magazine journalism. I don't focusing on magazines. He doesn't want to. Yeah. Is he? So does he have a, so he has a BA or he has a in, in just regular journalism. Yeah. And then he has, a couple different degrees. The kid's 30-some years old. He's, <laughs> he's just a professional student. I hear you. <laughs> okay, Mom. Um, Kai, well, he you got my heart on that one. Since the first four years, so, you know, hey. Yeah, right? No, I hear you. So I would say, I mean, honestly, this is not going to maybe fit the bill, but I just, I don't actually know of any programs centered on that. I think the best way to do it is to literally get in and start working in whatever area of magazining that he wants. If he wants to be an art director, or the thing about magazines is that it's very visual, right? It's more than just journalism. It's uh, it's a visual medium. And so uh-huh. 
getting in, whether you're doing photography, you're doing art direction, or if you're just doing, if you're doing lifestyle writing and those kind of things, the really, the only best way is to not, is to get into it, I think. Um, and so that's, I don't have, I wish I, maybe I can look up some stuff and I can send it to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess here's, here's my honest, honest truth is like, as we have just noticed that eating well and in style and everybody else is sort of, you know, they shut down because people are moving into more digital spaces. I think magazines are in an evolutionary stage right now. And so I think the best way is not to have someone teach you it. It's to sort of be in it as it's moving and changing. Okay. So yeah, he doesn't, he would applaud the digitally, but yeah. yeah, Okay. I just didn't know if there was any schools that kind of focused on that at all. I guess I'm worried about this is knowing that like, you know, master's degrees are not cheap. I don't know if pay it pays off. You know, to Uh get a a master's in magazine journalism and then try to go find a job in a magazine. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I would. I I think about that. (laughs) I I I think basically she's saying go get a job and then decide if after you've got the job and you're working in the space, if you need that further education. Yeah, but I have zero. There are zero people in my magazine world who have a master's degree. Oh, in magazining. So. So there you go. There you go. All right. Thank All right, you Kate. so much. Kai, thanks. Thanks, Kai. Uh, Heather has a question about brunch. Heather, I want to take your question, but we're going to run out of time. She wants to know, do we have, do we have some time? Might, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Heather. Hi. How are you, Heather? Hi. How are you, babe? Good we're morning. good. So, Heather, we're going to have you ask the question, and then we're going to take the break and answer it on the other side. So what is your question today? And thank you for calling. Perfect. Yeah, I have some family coming in town, and they love a good, like, fancy brunch buffet. Okay. Um, having a hard time finding a place that's maybe offering that on the weekends now. I don't know if it's because of COVID or, or what. Yeah, breakfast and, recommendation. breakfast and brunch has been tricky, and the sneeze guards, I mean, come on. So, all right, Heather, we're going to take our break, and we're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to give you three fancy good brunch spots to check out in Minneapolis, Okay. Great. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by our friends at Maker's Mark, Knob Creek, Hornitos Tequila, and Jim Beam Cream. We'll be right back.